We are live. Aaron Whitlow with Frank Williams. There you go. <laughs> Mark Out Movie Podcast. And uh, and on this episode, this is the hundredth episode of the uh, podcast. And uh, we and Craig chose this film, and boy, what a doozy. <laughs> did, he, did he choose emphasis on the word do <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah yeah seriously uh, we uh we are doing uh the fanatic uh was 2019 film by fred durst <laughs> it sounds weird saying yeah, uh, that's uh, right uh, starring devin sawa and john travolta Oh, Nobody so you build in this movie. You build Devin Sawa over John Travolta in this movie, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think part of me wants to because I'm more of a Devin person than I am a John person. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, man, Devin did not has not aged well. <laughs> no, he hasn't. My goodness, yeah. Devin looks like he has totally like hit them drugs, man. Uh, he, so he looks. Okay, I mean, he looks all right, but I mean, like, he looks also like a mad dad. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, he's got sort yeah. of that mad dad look. I feel like he, I feel like he is like sunglass, like a pair of sunglasses away from filming uh, an alt right rant in his truck. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like he's totally like looks like the dude that, uh, that like would yell at you. But with the sunglasses up here, like listen to me, buddy. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know that guy. Yeah. Uh, that's that's uh yeah, that's what he comes across. Uh just uh wow. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and get into uh I hadn't looked up the um stuff. Let me let me go ahead and play a little bit of a trailer. Okay. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Dunbar. Is Hunter Dunbar here tonight? That's enough. I need to get an autograph. Don't let him do this to me. I'm a fan. I'm a number one fan. Is it difficult to find famous people's houses? I use my star map app. You have to be careful. I don't want you to be accused of stalking. Hey, you can't just come to my private residence looking for me. Listen, pal, I don't know how you found me but I don't ever want to see you in this neighborhood again. Help! I just wanted an autograph! Wait! 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 How do you mind? So, <laughs> watching that trailer makes me laugh all over again because I'm like, wow, they so wanted this to be a serious thriller or horror movie and it really really isn't <laughs> yeah they totally and then also if you look at the um the uh trailer not the trailer not just the trailer but the poster for the movie the poster is so misleading all right so it shows john travolta and it has a bloody knife in his hand <laughs> and it has uh and, and it has he's like wearing a suit you can tell he's wearing a jacket and, mm-hmm. a, and a suit it's just like not not the same not the same movie no and also there's so much wrong with this movie where can i start <laughs> it's let a lot of start go ahead, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say let me start with the fact that this movie decided to have a 90s type of what can i say it's a 90s type of narration the late 90s early 2000 movies had that narration like mm-hmm. for example Underwood, uh, uh, Underworld, Underworld mm-hmm. has like she's narrating the lichens rose and then, you know, we Nightwalkers decided to take over the city and da da da. You know, this movie has that, but it's like 
pointless. It's just it it's it's really yeah. It so that's the first that's the first bad thing. And in every like script teacher, every yeah every screenplay teacher uh, will tell you that the first mistake to make while while writing a script is is having voiceover narration. And the reason for that is because I think voiceover narration can sometimes work, but I think also it is a weakness in the writing and the writers. Uh, it kind of betrays the writer's inability to show, don't tell. Like they don't trust the audience to understand what's going on or understand like what what the movie's about and so they feel the need to have a character tell us what it, what it's about and what's going on and often often you'll have a movie with a voiceover narration that that uh was added in post because like the studio um would request it for that exact reason they're like if we don't have someone such and such explaining what's happening all the time no one's going to get this and so it really is sort of like kind of like the movie's way of holding your hand and um in very few movies i feel pull it off unless if it i think it only works if a character if the main character is narrating uh the movie and it's sort of like they're telling the story so they're not so much explaining what's happening in the movie so much as like this is my point of view of the movie yeah it works in like uh so for instance it works in like uh, noir films where yeah. uh, like say the character does have to except for uh, Blade Runner it did not work for that but it, mm -hmm. it works in mostly noir type of films where you would just uh, you know uh, the main streets of LA you know we you know where crime rises and fame dashes you against the stone you know something like that or, or it works in movies like like you like for instance um, Birds of Prey the Harley Quinn movie it mm -hmm. works because it's from her, like you said, her perspective, and she's a, and she's not really a sound narrator. Yeah, <laughs> mentally crazy, uh, but yeah, it worked. Though. It worked uh, in it, that aspect. It famously works really well in that movie uh, Sunset Boulevard because the movie begins with showing the main character drowned in a pool, and so uh, it's the main character basically like. <laughs> kind of like, how did I get to this point? <laughs> you know, like you know, <laughs> let me let me let me show you how. <laughs> well, let me That's tell you me. how. So it's like a dead, it's like a dead man's tale, I guess, of mm -hmm. how he ended up in that position. Um, so I mean, it can work if it's artfully work, but like I think most famous, uh, the the most famous uh, example of how generally bad. It, it, it's it, it it's considered to be is from the movie adaptation, which the, the the narration in that movie is good, but they famously had a scene where he goes to a screenwriting class and like while his voiceover narration is happening, the screenwriting teacher interrupts it by saying like, "Don't have voiceover narration in your screenwriting." <laughs> so it's I like the that. movie's. Movie's almost like commenting on itself at that point for the, mm -hmm. having that. Uh, I kind of feel like anyone who is anyone in the movie industry or writing, once they've seen that movie, I, I would hope to God that they would think they, you know, that they would immediately not use voiceover narration in whatever script they're writing. But yeah, it's a common mistake, not just using narration, but just when you're writing a script for the first time to, to mm -hmm. get into that. People do this with dialogue too. Over explanation, doing yeah. too much oh. like telling and not enough showing. Like you got to remember, it's a visual medium. You don't need to yeah. have everyone explain what's happening. You know. Yeah, like over um, uh, expose. Uh, you know the word. You know the word. I'm not gonna. Yeah, you're you're yeah. right. Uh -huh. But uh, but yeah, this not only did this movie have that going on for it. All right, so this movie. It doesn't actually sew together a, a good like narrative. Like like there's times in this film where you don't know exactly when things ha has happened. Like um, so the uh, so John Travolta in this movie. Let me go ahead before I go go to that. Let me go ahead and uh, say this. This movie has gotten 
4.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. Metacritic gives it 18%. Mm -hmm. uh, 54% of Google users like this movie, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it 16%. So yeah, I just I, wanted to mention it. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. My It's funny. I literally watched a review of this movie around the time it came out uh, just talking about how bad it was. And I think the same day, my mom texted me and she was like, you know a good movie I've watched recently? The Fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Are you She's like, no, it's so good. I'm like, mom, how could you like that movie? <laughs> uh, she's just uh, yeah, That's great, though. Uh, you know, but yes, thing, but people, people like things that other people like, I, you know, for instance, I'm I'm famously a fan of polydrome movies. They're terrible, but I love them. Um, this movie, though, this is not that. This movie, like, so there's a scene in this film where, uh, like, John Travolta's character, who's the fanatic, who is, you, I think you mentioned this. He is, um, I don't know if he's autistic or something. He is. Um, He's just very like, like the first line of this movie is, "I can't stay here long. I gotta go poop." So this is the first dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's how this, this is movie the opens. first line of dialogue. Yeah, not not counting the voiceover narration. This is the first line of dialogue in the entire movie, and it's John Travolta's character saying, "I can't talk long. I've got to poo," or something like that. Yeah. And I felt like that perfectly set the tone for what kind of like how this movie, like the, the mental level of this movie. And like you mentioned how he's autistic. The movie doesn't make that very clear. That's the, that's part of the charm of this movie, I think. Like, And by charm, I mean the incompetence, you know, like the incompetent, uh, how incompetent this movie is. But like the part of the charm is that like the movie so fred durst wrote and directed this movie and if for anyone who doesn't who's watching who don't know who doesn't know who that is it's the lead singer of corn or not corn uh live biscuit close enough well, <laughs> same, same uh same building different apartment yeah that's that band that you know your your uncle like really likes and uh you know insists it's good music and you don't understand why um so like Lip, he he wrote and directed this, and like I feel like John Travolta's because I feel like we should cover this right off the bat because this is a big big part of the movie. Whatever is going on with his character, uh, they don't ever really clarify it because I don't think Fred Durst understands what what autism is or what a mentally handicapped person is and what the difference is between the two. Right. <laughs> and so the movie kind of tries to imply at some point that what is what's going on with John Fultz's character might be some high, some sort of tied to some sort of childhood trauma involving his mother having sex with several suitors while he's in the room. Like, remember that little flashback? Right. Yeah. It reminded me of Dream On, but uh, yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it reminded me of that too. Actually, when she she was like, "Hey, honey, watch the movie," and like he's just <laughs> he's just like staring at the screen while, yeah. In my mind, thinking. in my mind, I immediately thought, "Do do 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 do." But like the kid, whoever the actor was for that played the younger version of him. Like he didn't do anything or say like anything to sort of like imply that he has always had this condition, which I figured you would like if you were trying to establish that he's always been this way, you would have that child actor, you know, also, you know, exhibit some of the stuff he does as an adult. Like, you know, how he like rocks back and forth all the time and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You would think that 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 child actor would do that. But no, he's he seems perfectly um normal I don't say normal but i want to say like at average i guess it's like an average a person of average intelligence uh and 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 somewhere in the middle of the spectrum uh like and so what I, my my long rant is the point of my long rant is the movie seems to imply that him being exposed to his 
mother being uh, promiscuous, promiscuous uh, has made him mentally handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one way to do it, I guess. That's um, the that's the that's the thing. That's what the movie is implying. This is this is what Fred Durst did. He just literally said, "Hey, hey!" He was he stopped at a convenience store to get him a Mountain Dew, uh, or maybe a Red Bull or something. He probably is a Red Bull guy, and so yeah. he probably got one of those. Probably got him some uh, Doritos, and he was eating, and he seen his, some kid uh, there, and he's like, "Hey, kid, you want to be in a movie?" Yeah, and the kid was like. Yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, all I got, all you gotta do, is sit here and watch TV, <laughs> and yeah. that's it. Because the kid didn't act; the kid just literally was like, "I'm watching TV." <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't literally say, "I'm watching TV." It was probably his nephew or something. Uh, but um, yeah. So that's so yeah. It's it's un. It's, we don't know what's wrong with uh. <clears throat> What's wrong with uh, Moose is his name. Yeah, well, that's another thing. There's just so much to unpack with this movie. Sorry, like God. Yeah. Like, see, I feel like we start a conversation about one thing, and then we realize, oh, God, there's a whole other thing to talk about. But, yeah, his character's fact, name, his is, name Moose. is Moose. Yeah, and, for, and there was no – there's no there's no rhyme or reason or even uh, explanation. When you want to give explanation, explain at least that. Why, why are we calling you Moose? You know, were you a big fan of Rocky and Bowie and you know, or what? What is it? But no, his name is Moose, and we just are told to go with it. His um, name is his name is Moose because Fred Durst was trying to think think of a name, and he was like, "That sounds like the name of of a simpleton." Like that's like that's kind of like that was that's what happened. Like he was just like he's he's a he's a he's a dumb character, so we're gonna name him Moose. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you good dog okay right. he's like like uh, yeah he doesn't like fred durst but um i'm gonna but, get yeah. a, grab a bottle of water sorry keep talking Let me right back. that's all right i'm gonna keep talking too i should have grabbed me a bottle of water maybe i'll tag out and grab one when you come back but anyway yeah that, so uh there is uh there's uh moose and moose has a uh photographer uh photographer friend so first uh he, moose ends up at this comic book store with the comic book guy essentially from the Simpsons, you yeah. know? Um, but, uh, and, and he's like, uh, you know what? I'm not going to be, you know, I'm going to be busy tonight. I'm going to be, I'm going to go to this pro. I was invited to a party and, um, uh, I'm just going to call him Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa is going to be there. It's gonna Hunter, be great. His, name, his name is Hunter. Uh, oh, uh, fuck, I forgot his last name, but his, his first name is Hunter. And like the movie even starts with a quote from, from him, which is so, which is like, you don't do that. I was, I was like, who's Hunter? And I, I yeah. thought that. I was like, who's Hunter? Who's this? Yeah. Who's this quote? It's a oh, quote wow. from the movie. It's something he says later in the movie. And I'm like, you don't start a movie with a quote by your own character later in the movie. Hunter Dunbar. Yeah. And then Leah, Leah's the girl, the friend. Leah, because he says, because that's how Travolta says her name. Leah, you know, I ain't gonna be friends with you. I ain't gonna BBF no more, Leah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway, and the voice oh. that Aaron is using, by the way, I just want to let people know he's not being insensitive. That's basically what uh, Tra Travolta sounds like. So he's not, he's not doing a. <laughs> yeah, watch the movie. It's on Prime, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, so this, so he uh, he says I'm gonna be going to this party and I'm gonna meet Hunter Dunbar. He's gonna be there. He's my favorite, you know, like essentially um, selling Hunter. And uh, and the guy's like, oh, you know, I got Hunter coming in sometime this week to do a book signing. You know, he's like, mm -hmm. oh really? Oh, can you get me in? And then like he he buys like this vest from the movie Vampire Warriors. Yeah, I remember the name of the movie now, Vampire Warriors. Mm -hmm. uh, I think at one point it was called Vampire Space Warriors. They mentioned that, but then they just start referring to it as Vampire Warriors. But anyway, Hunter essentially is. Uh, let me get you an equivalent of uh, who Hunter would be. I guess he would be more like a. Oh, oh okay. He would be like uh, Corey Corey Feldman, someone that yeah, was really famous in the eighties and yeah. stuff like that. That you know is not now. Mm -hmm. 
are quasi famous now, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair comparison. I was gonna say he's like a jerky version of Bruce Campbell or something. Like he's like uh he's got his own niche fandom, you know, but he's like unlike Bruce, who actually is very cool and cultivates that fandom, like this Hunter Dunbar character is let's let's go ahead and explain before we go further into the movie. Hunter Dunbar, Devin Sawa's character, is the biggest uh can I curse on this, by the way? Go go right uh, ahead. Is the biggest asshole in the world of assholes. Like it, that's part of that's part of what's funny about this movie. It's like his character is so unrelenting like is such an unrelenting dickhead. Like this movie, the whole inciting incident of this movie, like the whole plot um is completely dependent on is completely dependent on Hunter Dunbar being a jerk for no reason. Because <laughs> the whole reason like um the whole reason John Travolta's character, Moose, um, starts stalking him and stuff is because Hunter Dunbar won't sign his vest. Um, like, he, like, he, like, Moose goes to, like, this autograph signing with Hunter Dunbar, and Hunter has to, like, ends up leaving early because his girlfriend shows up or his ex-wife or something ex-wife. shows up. His ex-wife shows up uh, and makes him mad. And so he ends up leaving early and, like, John Travolta it tries to stop him to get his vest signed, but he won't do it. And then, like, even when John Travolta is outside of his house, which I mean, yeah, I admit, yeah, obviously that's you know crossing a line, and creepy. But I'm like, you just want to be like yell, you just want to like scream at this character, like just sign his stupid thing and he'll go away. You know what I mean? Like instead of being a jerk, I mean, and, and the thing is too. Obviously, something is up with with Moose. Like, you can't look at this guy and think that he that that, that you, you know. Obviously, he's got some sort of mental thing going on, mm-hmm. and so you think Hunter Dunbar's character is like observant enough to 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 realize, oh, this this guy's not really all there. Uh, no, because you know, Fred Durst doesn't know isn't. better. He doesn't Fred know better. Isn't. That's the yeah. reason because Fred Durst isn't that. Uh, intuitive to realize like somebody would somebody dealing with anyone that has any and I'm not knocking or talking or bashing anyone but anyone dealing with anyone that has any type of issue or uh, circumstance can pick up on those things and know how to then you know I guess uh, being that being that conversation and in that moment in that situation you know what I mean you know how to approach it and be like oh yeah hey man Thanks. Like so, the what should have happened. This is what should have happened, and there would have been no movie. But thank you that it, this didn't happen, so we had this movie. But anyway, yeah. what should have happened was uh, Hunter Dunbar, who came out to see his baby mama, uh, and <laughs> was mad uh, that uh, she's like, "Well, it, you you need to take your kid," you know. And she's he's like, "Well, this ain't the place for a kid." And then like, uh, Boost comes out and is like. Hey Hunter, are you? I was in line. You're supposed to sign my autograph. I'm sorry, you know. And then like, he, he, he oh man, hey, I'm sorry. I'll be with you in just a moment. Deal with this with your girl. When she leaves, say I'm sorry. Uh, I apologize. I didn't get to sign your. Uh, here, let me go ahead and do it now. Thank you. Whatever. Take a picture or whatever. It's cool. Yeah. Thank you. End of yeah. the movie. He's happy camper. Go on with your life. But because right. you slighted this man. A whole movie is venture on him getting the autograph. And and it's like it's it's one of those really like bad writing situations where the plot is all dependent on characters not communicating to each other. So it's like whereas in real life this would have been sorted out in the alley after he, you know, after his wife left and and Hunter Dunbar you know, realizes that Moose is a special needs. That's the word I was looking for. It's like obviously a special needs situation. He, you know, he would have like been like, even though he might be mad and wants to leave and cut the thing off. I think any person, any you know, decent human being, even an asshole celebrity, uh, would know better and would be like, okay, here, let me 
let me just sign this thing for you real quick. Okay. You know, cause he really, he could, he can obviously tell that this guy is a special needs case, you know, yeah. and like, uh, and wouldn't, and wouldn't probably understand, you know, why he's, you know, cutting the event short, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, so like, um, and doesn't understand that showing up at the front door of his house is inappropriate. Like doesn't know the boundaries. Yeah. doesn't understand boundaries. He's got to understand, like he he's he's sort of like a child, you know, and like Hunter Dunbar's character, like when he yells at him and like threatens him uh, instead of just signing a thing, it, it's like he's yelling at a child. You know what I mean? There is so much to unpack in this movie because yeah. there is scenes in this movie where I think Fred Durst wanted you to feel fearful of Moose, like Moose being a fearful type of character. But the whole yeah. movie, I, I felt more sympathetic towards him. I'm like, I did too, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, like there's there's things that happen, and you're like, no, no, just leave the guy. No, because you're like, oh no, we're gonna we're this is spoilers by the way. Yeah. But yeah. But before we get there, because the first big occurrence that we see with him is uh, when he snuck into that party. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Hunter was supposed to be there, but he wasn't. But another lady was there that I guess was a co-star of Hunter. In a different movie, um, mm-hmm. but and she was cordial to him, and you know, she uh, treated him like like Hunter should have. Yeah, she she yeah, understood. Absolutely. She could you could tell by the way the actress was delivering her lines that she understood that Moose was a special needs situation, and so she was more patient and was like more like, oh, thank you, oh, I appreciate that. You know, she was sort of like, you know, I guess like trying uh, to. I'm trying to think of the word, but go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. She was, uh, I don't want to say humoring him, but like uh, she, she was like, you know, uh, um, she understood that how to talk to him, I guess. And, and like, right. uh, and, and be like patient and be like, Oh, like this, this guy, you know, um, is not like, you know, an average person. Like I can't just be a jerk and like, all right, you're weird. Me out. You know what I mean? Or anything like that. You know, it's like, she's, uh, so it's like that character I felt like understood the situation and treated him really uh, nicely, like you said, cordially. So it's not like the characters in this universe don't get that 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 some that that Moose is a special needs case, or, you know. But right, but like yeah, they there, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that is there is characters that genuinely in here that are friendly to him, the comic book guy. Yeah, uh, the, the comic book store holder, uh, owner. He yeah. is cordial to him. He he treats him like you know, like a human being. Yeah. Uh, his best friend Leah, you know, mm-hmm. she doesn't seem like she just a pitier type of. Oh, out of pity, I'm friends with you. She literally seems like, hey, I'm friends with you, you know, and mm-hmm. I want I want what's best for you. Um, and then like you said, uh, that lady, the uh, the uh, other actress, you know, she didn't escalate the situation. It's just that. He uh, was. Uh, he said something, and uh, and it caught the attention of the doorman, the mm-hmm. uh, bouncer, essentially. And the bouncer just threw him out. And but in in Moose's mind, she threw him out. Yeah. As, as, you know, but it wasn't her. She never said anything or did anything to say that you are, you know, beneath me. Unlike yeah. Hunter Dunbar, who never <laughs> displayed any bit. Of, hey, I'm your friend. It's cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, I understand misunderstandings or whatever. None of it. Hunter Except, is a butthole. The whole movie. He only displays that uh, towards the end when he's tricking, um, when he's trying to trick uh, Moose into letting him free. Right. Yeah. We're we're gonna get to that. So. Yeah. All right. So we went from the comic book. Well, we went to the book signing. He gets slighted. He did not get the uh, the autograph. So uh, his friend Leah um, shows him star maps. And there's another subplot of these street magicians and pickpocketers. What oh the heck? Gosh. Like what so in much. the world? And it then like, this is what I mean, like disjointedness of this movie because yeah. uh, the guy was like had a fight with his friend, and the friend's like, "Fine, you can do this on your own." Da da da. He leaves, and the guy's like, "Hey, Moose." You gonna be you gonna be with me today? We're gonna make some money. We're gonna do this. Moose like, no, I don't want to do what you're doing. You're wrong. And then 
they go back to like working together and making fun of Moose and beating up on Moose. And then the next day he's like, hey, Moose, we're going to do this day, right? I'm like, what? So hold on. Let me, okay. Let's, 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 let's set this whole thing up. So evidently, I, the movie implies that Moose makes money as a costumed character on Hollywood Boulevard, but he, dress, he dresses up as a British Bobby, which no one cares about because it's, it's he, the movie, basically the whole, the whole joke, I guess. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or if, the, if it's just Fred Durst not understanding how, again, once again, not understanding uh, how special needs people are. Um, the joke being that 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 uh, Moose is so stupid, he doesn't understand that you have to dress up as an actual recognizable character. He's just dressed up as a British Bobby because you just figured, oh, that's, you know, it's a costume. Everyone's in a costume. And now I'm in a costume. Why is no one giving me money? You know, that's the, that's the whole joke. And like... Uh, so I guess that's his job because we don't see him working anywhere else. And how does he make money? Did, I did don't know. <laughs> he makes whatever he does. He's got a super nice apartment for for like L.A. He lives to in be a like Bobby? A, he lives like in this really big garden level apartment that's full of like movie memorabilia. So like how he can you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. How he can afford this garden level, this really spacious garden level L.A. apartment um, with all this movie memorabilia, uh, presumably as a British Bobby on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> and a moped, no less. And a moped. He has, and he a, has moped. a moped. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy to me. And so, yeah, there's a whole subplot where he's uh, on Hollywood Boulevard trying to earn money by pretending to be a British Bobby with a bad British accent. I have a theory that this was John Travolta's idea, but actually like was the British Bobby thing. Like, I feel like this, this might've been something he came on set with. It was like, this is what Moose would dress like. Right. <laughs> Cause he doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and maybe Fred Durst actually said, well, we have him dressed like a Moose. And then uh, John Travolta was like, no, 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 no. I got something better. What if he yeah. dressed like a British Bobby and has an accent? Because maybe John wanted to try out the accent. Right I think that, that might have been true. I think, well, you see, now this had been written confidently. Uh, what would make sense is he would be dressed up as a character that Hunter Dunbar played in, in one of his movies, like with the vest, like vamp, whatever that vampire movie is, he could be dressed with that vest uh, and he could be doing lines from that movie. And like no one gets it. Like that's you know that's why people ignore him and don't pay pay him money because they don't understand. Because Hunter Dunbar is at this point so obscure, no one knows who he is except yeah. except uh, John Travolta's Moose. character, Moose and Moose and the shop owner and Leah. Anybody that close prox proximity to Moose knows who uh, Hunter Dunbar is. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, and then we talk talk about his vest. So when he gets this vest, he puts the vest on. Like this is just another thing. He puts the vest vest on backwards, like yeah. to show warriors. Uh, yeah, just, it's just like just like and when it when that happened, I was like, <laughs> my first thought was why, <laughs> and I was like maybe maybe so I could take a picture with it. But no, he's just like riding around <laughs> with the vest on backwards, I'm like. Okay, all right, so that's the thing. And um and then uh so he finds out from Leah uh where like he knows like where all celebrities live. He mentions Ben Affleck, he mentions uh several other people, but he finds out where Hunter Duffar lives and goes to Hunter's at house and um and was is peering outside of the uh I think he's peering outside of the gate and this is when Hunter is uh running with his son, you know, on the bike and Hunter explodes on him again. Yeah. Hunter essentially is Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit's music in human form. Uh, well, it's funny you should say that because one of my favorite scenes in the movie, I can't believe this was in the movie. This was something that when it happened, I was like, this can't be happening. Is this happening? 
Like, there's a scene where Hunter Dunbar is driving his son to school and Limp Biscuit is playing on the radio and he turns it up and he's like, hey, you know who this is? It's Limp Biscuit. Pretty cool, huh? And like, he's like, they he's listen, like they, yeah. They sit there and listen to Limp Biscuit for like maybe a full minute of the movie. And it, it it's a pointless scene other than that. And like, it's like this pointless, self indulgent scene for Lint, for Fred Durst to be able to go, ha ha, because I'm Limp Biscuit. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and, yeah, you're right. And, and, uh, and, off, and also, with that being said, most of the movie takes place around Moose. Moose being there. Moose being in the house. Moose being, uh, you know, walking around. You know, you have Moose. But in that scene, it's so disjointed because Moose was nowhere in that scene until, like, you see him walking home. Like, this is after... Uh, oh, so this is, this is after something has happened. All right, so Moose... Goes up to the house, leaves a letter, spooks the maid, which, you know, he thinks this is his wife. Yeah. And uh, spooks her. Um, and uh, and this is what I'm talking about. There's another disjointed scene. And that, and that is, 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 is so much to unpack, Craig. <laughs> My brain is like but overloading. But so Moose leaves the letter. The, he writes a letter to Hunter saying that you was mean to me. You should have mm -hmm. gave me an autograph. And I don't like you no more. And treat yeah. people, treat your friends, uh, treat your fans nicer, essentially. And uh, and leaves it love, love moose. <laughs> you know, leaves it, <laughs> yeah. leaves it. And then, um, so the housekeeper sees this man on the property, shoes him away. He runs, and then she. Uh, there's another scene where she's talking to Hunter. Hey, there's a guy. That came on my prop on your property, you know. He's like, "Don't worry about it, whatever." Uh, then there's another subplot that goes nowhere with, "Oh, I kissed the maid again." <laughs> yeah, they they make it they imply that Hunter Dunbar has had an affair with the maid, and that that, that doesn't really go anywhere at all. Um, ex I mean, except maybe to further, you know, to further implicate him with later. When he gets, you know, spoilers when, you know, he gets arrested for her murder. <laughs> but, oh, yes. And then there's so much to unpack. All right, so, <laughs> all right. So there is. So that scene happened. Then the next scene is. Uh, so the ne this is the next scene. This is like all within the same day. I believe it's the same day. The he tells he tells the gardener, hey. Keep an eye out on some strange man on the property. The gardener's like, "All right, but is it cool if I leave? <laughs> is it cool if I like? I've done it with my work. Can I go home? The rain happened. Can I go home?" And dude's like, "Yeah." Hunter's like, "Yeah, go home. That's fine." And then like he leaves, and then guy sneaks. Uh, Moose sneaks back to the property. I think it's the same day. <laughs> I think so too, because I think that that, that was the whole reason. For uh, us to be privy to the gardener getting a early day off, <laughs> like yeah. I can't think of any other reason why the movie would like go out of its way to tell us like that he wanted to leave early. <laughs> so the gardener leaves. Moose is looking and sees the maid come outside again, and she finds the letter. <laughs> she goes to pick up this letter. That's like, what's this, where does this come from? And open it. And then, like, Moose is like, no, 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 no. Don't open the letter. It's not for you. It's for yeah. Hunter. You know, and scares him. She starts beating him. And uh, and he's like, no, stop, stop, stop. Just, you know, and I think that what she's doing, I can understand why she would do it. But also, I think that that's overreacting, too. Yeah. Wouldn't you just be like, what do you want? And then he can say, there's letters for Hunter. Will you give it to him? Or something mm -hmm. like that. Fine, I'll give it to him. Leave, you know? Yeah, yeah. But she's like beast on him. And then like he I don't know if he like uh like swats at her, but she like <laughs> she stumbles and like hits he her head on this, yeah. on this she hits her head on this um on this uh bird bird bath. Yeah. And uh and he's like, Oh, you got a nosebleed, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> you got a nosebleed, you're gonna 
you don't want to lean your head back. And and this is Craig. This is the part. No one else mentions his dead body until the end of the movie. This man yeah. goes into yeah. the house, and several days pass, and everything, and nobody mentions the dead <laughs> this dead body. On the line the whole time for the rest of the movie, and yeah. multiple days has passed. But but in this scene, he goes back to uh, he goes into Hunter's house, and boy, does he have his way. With, I, I I messaged you because there's a point where he takes Hunter's toothbrush and smells it and puts it in his mouth. Does he, he puts it in his mouth, don't he? Yeah, he, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. What in the world, Craig? What in the world? <laughs> and he literally grabs some antlers just for this reason. The antlers are in the house for the. He would say, "Moose is in the house. Moose is in the house." Oh my God. Yeah, that, God, I almost I completely forgot about that scene because there's just so much stupid shit in this movie that something as like blatantly stupid as that is almost forgettable because like you know you almost kind of take it for granted like okay yeah he put on antlers so he could run around saying that okay but why is anyone has anyone found the dead mate yet <laughs> you know you're just sort of like. <laughs> It's like it's, he literally, after the maid dies, he like strolls past the maid's body out on the front line, not mm -hmm. like hidden behind a shed, not like under a crawl space, but on the front line. He no. strolls past the front the body and goes <laughs> into the house and mm -hmm. stays in the house all day. Yeah. And all night. And spends the night in the house. There's a point where uh uh hunter comes in. And uh, Hunter's talking and stuff like that, and he's hiding in the closet. Then at one point, he's hiding. He is moving through the house, Greg. He's hiding yeah. beneath the kid's bed. He he is then at one point because Hunter is passed out on the, in the recliner. He sits next to Hunter and kisses his forehead and posts a picture on social media. Craig, this man should be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. I was like watching this like in shock. I was like, "Why? Why he, is this he, happening?" And he, then, then and I, thought, I thought maybe he was holding the pictures himself. But then, Craig, we find out no, he posts them to his social media. <laughs> Didn't he post a picture of himself kissing Hunter on the on the head? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> and, his, and his friend Leah calls him out, like, "Hey, what are you doing? Taking these pictures at Hunter's house?" You're in his house. You're literally kissing. What are you doing? You know, and he says, I'm blocking you, Leah. <laughs> so the pictures aren't deleted. They are still on social media. He just blocked him. He just blocked yeah. Leah. Didn't yeah. take him down. Didn't destroy the evidence. Yeah. He just blocked one person from, from seeing them, but the rest of the world assumably see them. <laughs> see these what? incriminating what? photos. Here's what's funny. The reason why the, the the maid's dead body is just never found until the end of the movie, the whole reason like they wrote it that way is because Fred Durst was like, man, I got this awesome twist, you know, like, because uh, like he can, Moose is going to like accidentally kill uh, the maid. But like, but when the, the gardener finds the maid, he's going to think Hunter did it and Hunter's going to go down for it. And that's the twist. And Moose gets away with it. And like and I'm like, yeah, but a the maid is going to be around. So how how are you going to explain the maid being dead on the grass for that many days? B. It's easy. It could be easily proven that 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 uh, like Hunter's story could easily be proven. Like once he tells the police what happened, you've got fingers, <laughs> you've got you've got pictures. Well, you got DNA, DNA in the house. Is or someone else's DNA? Yeah, in the house. Everyone someone else has no reason for Hunter to have been arrested. Like, yeah. like like Hunter would have said, "Thank God you're here, officer. There's this crazy guy that broke into my house." Had me tied up. Let's go upstairs. You see where I was tied up at? You know. Yeah. This is blood. Yeah. This is you know. Yeah. It's like, and that's that's the thing that got me. Like that's why I said no one would ever believe 
that Hunter murdered this maid. Like, there was no indication at all. If there is a part in the movie, and this is good film filmmaking, Fred Durst, and film writing. Mm -hmm. If there is a part in the movie where the uh, maid and Hunter was interacting, and he gets a little rough with her, and the gardener sees it, mm -hmm. then the gardener can be like, Hunter is abusive to this lady. Yeah, yeah. Or he could overhear them talking about their affair or, or watch them kissing, like oh like walked in on them while kissing. So, you know, he could be like, Oh, you know, that's why Hunter must have killed her, you know. Why why would the why would why would the gardener immediately jump to the conclusion that Hunter must have killed this and when did the gardener find the body? When did the gardener yeah. When did the gardener find the body? And he just went to the police immediately and said, "No, he must have did it." You know, like yeah. the gardener went home for the one day. Did he not come back for yeah. two or three days? That she's right. on, the, on the line. Yeah, it's it's so unbelievable. Many so many plot holes. So oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna get to the part where um uh where uh moose uh you know, ties up Hunter and, and all that stuff. Like, uh, so he ties up Hunter uh, Dunbar and then starts like, I think we're supposed to be feeling, I don't know if we're supposed to be feeling bad or threatened by, you know, like if we're supposed to be feeling sorry for Hunter or threatened by Moose. And just, it doesn't come I think it's what he wanted. I think that's what Fred Durst wanted, but it, I didn't feel that way at all. Like when, even when right. Fred, when when Moose came in with the knife, I was like, that that's not a real knife. There ain't no way that he's not going to actually stab him with a knife. Because at yeah. no point does I feel like even when Moose accidentally murders that lady, it wasn't with any sort of ill intent. You know, he's not like. And then you know when he chokes that one dude, uh, the street performer that was making fun of him, like the guy was making fun of him. Like it was like a, it was a angry, immediate angry response. It was like a, it wasn't a premeditated like attack, you know? So like at no point did I feel like Moose was the kind of person to methodically put on a Jason Voorhees costume and and actually stab a human being with the real knife, you know? Correction. So. Correction. He puts on a Jason Voorhees mask and a Michael oh. Myers. Michael Myers jumpsuit. He, he successfully mixed the two mm -hmm. two different properties from two different studios yeah. with one character. He As people often do. So let me, uh, real quick, uh, I'm going to warn you. Uh, so at some point during this podcast, I might be interrupted because I just won a uh, free cocktail <laughs> from <laughs> my, my friend Gracie Taylor, who's a really talented uh, actress, and she has a, a, a stream that she does called Gracie Works From Home. She has, she's also a very talented bartender, which used to be her day job until COVID. And so she started this thing called Gracie Works From Home, where she shows people how to make these cocktails. And you can win, like, uh, you can win a raffle where she will bring you the cocktail she makes. And uh, I entered, not really expecting to win, but of course, <laughs> of course I did on the day that I'm recording this. So it could be a fun interruption if she just shows up. It's like, here's your cocktail. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Hey, yeah. And you know what? And after watch this movie, you would need a drink. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this, so I want to mention that. You mentioned briefly that. So he does blow up on the uh, street performer. And chokes mm -hmm. him out, <laughs> like not chokes him out, but chokes him with force. Yeah. And um, and it's because the street performer was like making fun of him, you know, talking about him, you know, like when he was abused by him, like the night before. This yeah. in the mis disjointed scene that just showed him getting abused, and the next day he's like, "Hey, buddy, you gonna work with me?" Keep talking. <laughs> but, I'm listening. Yeah. but in that scene, uh, there is a scene where. Where like the two street performers, one of them kind of looks like Jason Mewes, um, and the other guy literally would look like Fred Durst, you know. But they would they made they made um, Moose get down on his knees and and you know and 
act like he was doing something. They were uh, interrupted by a, um, by uh, I guess a security guard named uh, named uh, Dick. And yeah. so, which why was his name Dick? I don't know. They could just call him security guard, but they gave him a name anyway. So Dick interrupts them, and then the next day when Moose was choking the guy out. And then Moose is walking away mad, frustrated, heated. Uh, Dick is like, he said, oh, he said, oh, I'm sorry. Am I in trouble? And this, listen, this is after Moose has murdered a woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the woman's body still on the line. This is a different day. And Moose thinks he's in trouble for just choking the other guy. Because he doesn't, it hasn't clicked in his head that he murdered a woman. That hasn't clicked in his head. Yeah. He thinks that he's hurt with a blood, bloody nose and play, maybe a conscious. But he doesn't think he doesn't realize that she's dead. And so yeah. he says to the dick, he's like, Am I gonna get am I going to jail for, for choking that choking him or whatever? Mm-hmm. He said, No, man, I'm proud of you. So you're proud of me. Yeah, you stood up for yourself. I'm gonna stand up for myself more with everybody that treated me bad. And then, like, you know, that's when he uh, decides to Go tie up old Devin Sawa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so in that scene, Devin's tied up to a bed, uh, and uh Moose comes in with a retractable blade, stabs at him a few times, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, pretty much just tells him, Hey man, you're a ter- you're a mean person and you should be nicer. And then and and so all I wanted was an autograph. And uh, and uh, and Hunter's like, oh, I'll give you autograph. I I sign whatever you want me to sign. I got da 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 da. And finally gets him, like you said. Uh, this whole time, I guess we're supposed to be fearful of Moose. Yeah. But the whole time, I'm thinking Moose, do not untie this man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, no, 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 don't untie this guy because he hasn't shown anything at all that shows I am a redeeming person. Other yeah, than maybe yeah. his interaction with his son, but that's yeah. not enough to put me a camp hunter in yeah. this movie. Absolutely not. And so he he unties Hunter, and of course Hunter attacks him immediately. And now, okay, this part of the movie, I so for the most part, I kind of I was sort of like snide, you know. For the most part, while watching this movie, I was laughing at the movie. And just rolling my eyes and sort of snide about John Travolta's performance in general and all this stuff. But I will say, for better or worse, I actually really liked John Travolta's performance in this scene. Because when he gets attacked by Hunter, like Hunter fucking, I mean, it's brutal. Like he, first he shoots Moose's fingers off, like basically shoots his whole hand in half or something like that. Uh, with a gun, and then while Moose is trying to escape, Hunter stalks him with a knife and like knocks, knocks him down, like knocks him on his back, and then stabs him in the eye with his with a knife. With a knife, and like Moose is just writhing on the ground, bleeding and crying, like weeping uncontrollably, and and he says something like, "I just liked your movies," <laughs> like. I just really liked your movie. I'm a fan. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> and like, I actually felt bad. Like, I felt kind of like I felt like such a mark. Mark out movie podcast. Oh, over over here. Mark out movie podcast. I, I felt like such a mark because I was like, I know that this is a terrible performance and that this is a horrible movie with a stupid plot and that everything that just happened here was really stupid and absurd. But I feel bad because like I up, up to this point. Despite John Travolta's performance, I felt like Moose. Like I said, I kind of saw Moose's character as a child, right, uh, right. In a, with a man's body. And so when he gets violently uh, attacked, like he did, like he is, and like, and 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 he's like just left weeping on the ground. I was like, oh, I kind of actually, my heart actually kind of broke a little bit for him. I was like, oh, this is just sad now. I don't. I felt, I felt that way too. Like, I, I, I felt, I felt bad for him. I felt really bad for him. Like, <clears throat> the moment that he was untying him and, and yeah. Devin's about, yeah, we're gonna go get ice cream. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get ice cream. Yeah, we're gonna get chocolate ice cream. He's like, chocolate ice cream. 
He said, he said, no, no, strawberry. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, strawberry. That's the best, man. Yeah, we're going to get strawberry ice cream. We're going to sit downstairs and watch some of my movies and just laugh, you and me. And, and at the same time, John Travolta is cuddling up to Devin Sawa. <laughs> He's yeah. cuddling with him. And then, like, yeah. when he uh, gets free, he blows off John Travolta's fingers and then eventually kicks him down the stairs, takes a knife, and stabs him in the eye. And then... <laughs> At the same time, he's like, you will not, you know, you will not come here no more. You will da-da-da-da. He said something, and he says, repeat after me. But he repeated exactly what he just said. He said, no, no, no. Repeat and say you will not come in here or something like that. Yeah. He said, I will not come here no more. I'm so sorry. And then yeah. he, he he helps him up. <laughs> Devin helps him up <laughs> and lets him out the front door and shuts the door behind him. And it's like, and it's I'm so like, and I was like, what was I, I was like, what was the point? <laughs> yeah. What was the point of that? It was so pitiful. And, and this is your is your uh, is your drink here? No, no, no. Uh, it, it's going to be here probably in probably about ten minutes. So I'm just like antsy, like, whoa, is it here yet? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So he literally shuts the door on him, and uh, and then the narrator I think picks up again. <laughs> it's just for some yeah. for some reason. Says I didn't feel bad for what happened to Moose or Hunter, but I felt bad for what happened to the maid. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, what? No one else remembered the maid except for me watching this movie and you. It's like the maid is there the whole time, guys. Yeah, and she's like, but what about the maid? And then, uh, that's when we get to the point where Devin is arrested. Hunter is arrested for the mur murder of the maid. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I guess. Uh, we can assume that uh, Moose got off scot free, and because uh, Leah finds him, and then the next thing, because there was like little cartoons animated throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the next scene was Moose now dressed like a pirate. So I guess his new bit on Hollywood Boulevard is to be a pirate with a missing hand and mm -hmm. a missing eye. That's well, what my something is. I would say that that's a step up from a British Bobby, because at least, you know, it might be Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know. Like, <laughs> at least it's somewhat recognizable. It, well, the kids seen him. Kids seen him. Like, oh, man, that's a cool outfit, bro. And took a picture of him. And he's like bleeding and maimed. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and so he took a picture of him. But uh, let, let me. So there's a part, and I missed this. And there's so much to unpack where you think that Moose is dead. And killed himself in front of in front of Hunter, but then he stands up and says, "You just got jigsawed." You remember that yeah. scene? He, you said you just got jigsawed. Wait, what happened? Yeah, so there's a scene where Moose, uh, like when when uh Hunter wakes up tied up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Moose's body with blood, and he's like, "No, oh, right, you did that. You killed yourself. Oh, you idiot." And he's like, no, you just got jigsawed. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember that. God, yeah. He was like, so what much is going on? There's so much to remember. So much. There was so, like so many different movies. How did they, how did, did Fred write, did Fred Durst get the rights to even mention these movies? But okay. Anyway, this movie, so that's the end of the movie. Oh. Uh, my goodness, what a train wreck. Yes, yeah. John Travolta. I mean, it was entertaining because John Travolta, you could you could tell he really liked the role, and he like leapt into the role with both feet. Mm -hmm. But Devin was terrible. You know, Devin was I don't know. Fred Durst cannot direct. I hope he never does it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> oh my god, what was this movie, Craig? What was it? What was this? I don't understand it either. Like, I feel like this was made. Oh, like, because it was written by Fred Durst. That's the, that's the big part. Like, as far as the direction is con concerned, the movie is competently directed. Like, it looks fine. You know, like it, it's it's it looks fine. It's edited well. Um, so there's that. So on a technical level, it's it's not bad necessarily, but like. The key is that it was written also by Fred Durst. So that's where that's mostly where the weird bad shit comes from. 
And, uh, and I feel like this was like, this had to be his like response to weird fans that he's dealt with before. Like, like I feel like Moose is like an amalgamation of every fan that Fred Durst has dealt with. And he is Hunter. But why does yeah. he then have himself arrested at the end of the movie? It's just like, like somewhere in the somewhere when he somewhere in his uh, process of writing his script, he said, "You know what would be great is if at the end I have Hunter, I pull M Night Shyamalan, and Hunter is arrested for the murder, yeah. and Moose is set free. That's, That'd be great. No, that won't be great. That, that makes absolutely no sense. This movie makes <clears throat> no sense. The movie makes no sense. Yeah, um, that's all I can say is the movie." makes no sense and i am blown away <coughs> by it. yeah. it's not the worst movie i've ever seen uh that is uh <laughs> that is the one that you told me to watch uh with the guy who uh is killing all his neighbors that kill movie spray. yeah there you go kill spree that was the one that's the best movie i've ever seen there's a bad movie but yeah. this movie was it i was entertained and i was entertained as if not entertained. I was in awe as if like you've seen a car wreck and you can't look away. That's yeah. what it, that's what it was for me. But uh we can go ahead and give us a our final thoughts and then our marks on it. Uh so okay. final thoughts. Uh yeah, final thoughts. It's just a really uh bizarre, terribly written uh movie with like really bad uh choices. Bad choices were made, uh, and no one was around to help unmake them. And I think, uh, yeah, like uh, I think John Travolta signed on to this movie with Oscars in his eyes. He, he thought this was. He, it, it's funny because like I thought Tropic Thunder had put this to rest. Like I thought like Tropic Thunder had taught. Oh, you you went away, Craig. Oh, he he went away. <laughs> oh well. Craig left me. Uh, I'm gonna try to get him back. Uh, but yeah, so my thoughts on the movie, as I try to uh, get Craig back into the mix, um, is that the uh, movie failed to really just put a good narrative together, and that's and that's. Fred Durst's fault. Fred Durst did that. He's the one that uh, did that. There he is. What happened to you, buddy? I was just be funny if it popped back online and I was dead and like Gracie was like pulling a knife, like, oops. <laughs> 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 I didn't realize you were recording. Uh-huh. He, he won. He won the drink. cocktail. <laughs> uh, no, so what I was saying was like, um, I felt like John Travolta should have learned from, from uh, <coughs> excuse me, Tropic Thunder to never, you know, they, they you know they joke they joked around about how playing a mentally handicapped character is is like every actor's attempt to be an Oscar winner, you know, uh, and so once like a movie makes fun of something like that and jokes around about stuff like that, I feel like as an actor. You gotta. It's kind of. It should change the paradigm where actors are like. Well, I definitely don't want to take that mentally handicapped role anymore because now I'm gonna be compared to Simple Jack and Tropic Thunder, you know. So, uh, but I, I guess John Travolta didn't get that memo, and he he went for it anyway. Uh, gave this man a lot of money to be in this movie, uh, and probably gave him. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, my takeaway from it is that. Um, it was entertaining in a sense of, like I said, seeing something that's tragic happening and like, I can't believe I'm watching what I'm watching. Uh, but it, it's nothing I would recommend to anybody that wants to see a good movie. But if you want to see a movie that will leave you <coughs> like, what did I just watch? Watch this. Um, I, I don't give a bad rate, so I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, three mark guys out of five uh, because in the sense of I was entertained about how bad it was. Uh, and so I wasn't bored. I wasn't bored yeah. with it. I was just like more, more or less like 
shocked at what I've seen. Yeah. I think that's I'll give that the same. I think I, I think I can agree with that sentiment. It's um definitely a so good so bad it's good type movie. Yeah. Uh next week, I don't know what we're gonna do. Uh I'm either gonna we're gonna look at some old videos that we did or uh I talked to Craig and see if you've seen uh uh, uh was there's a movie that I was gonna ask you if you've seen uh some type of Rare imports or something like it. Rare, oh yeah, that's rare. Rare exports. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. It's it's a it's a fun one. I I, I may we may do that because I was going to see a, do another Christmas one before we, Christmas comes up. That's a good but, one. Uh, but yeah, if not, then we'll do what I was going to do. But yeah, um, this is it for this broadcast. His friend <coughs> is coming. Aaron Whitlow. Craig Williams. Thank you for marking out with us here on the Mark Out Movie Podcast. And enjoy the drink. <laughs> and get you a drink after watching we'll this.